You know what they say about guys with large record collections? No, seriously. Do you know what they say about guys with large record collections? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Vinyl Community Podcast. All right, well, buddies, we'll, we'll launch into it. Let's let's clean this up a little bit. This is Surface Noise. Welcome back. This is our bi-weekly presentation we do every other Thursday. comes out on the podcast a couple days later. Concert Buddy, your host with the least. I'm joined by some regular panelists, but we're going to lead off with new panelists to this presentation, but a panelist on a previous project that we were doing on Louis Golden's channel that RIP the Monday live stream, Louis. Uh, Brandon, with the channel and website and social media presence, if I'm leaving anything out, Brandon, let me know. Punk Rock Show Off. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing well, yes. Uh, I registered a domain two years ago and then also made sure it wasn't taken on social media and just started posting recently. <laughs> well, you wanted you wanted to make sure you did it right, right? Baby steps. Yeah, because I've, I've got a marketing background. So I was like, it's got to be one username. No one else can have it. I got to do it. So, yeah. And if, if folks are new to your channel or they're, I'm sure they're rushing out right now to YouTube to just check out this channel. What are they going to find at the Punk Rock Show Off channel? <laughs> well, it's all in the name. Uh, you're going to see me bumble about while I flip through my my records. Uh, more recently, yesterday, I got that Devo 50 Years box set in the mail, the big deluxe one. And okay. Lucky won the lottery. Turned out I was one of the first 150 people to order it. So it came autographed by the band. Wow. Which big is cool. Doings. They didn't big say doings. they were going to do that. So got pretty lucky there so there's just a short show on that off and right now it's a lot of show and tell but there's a lot of essay and uh sometimes we're gonna solve some mystery too oh snap do you have an ascot like fred from scooby-doo <laughs> no but i have a magnifying glass same it, it works just the same awesome. it says hot takes on it oh <laughs> hang on hang on hang on home office has got one have a word with you brandon yeah All right, well, thanks for joining us <laughs> And then our returning champion, David Bianco, uh, said he might he tune in from Sweden, but that was looking like not happening. So now our true returning champion is Arnaldo, because is it this is your first show in quite a minute, right? Outside of uh, when you and Mazzy uh, just crashed the scene last. I night. know. I felt I felt bad because <laughs> the entire stream got derailed, and I don't even remember what the topic was, yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was bullet and China, and it was fine. It worked out fine. But but then Mazzy was surprised when people were telling him that he was on the podcast. Like, bro, this is how we do this. This is our show, and then we put on the po- like like which this is a great oh, segue. You ready for this? Speaking of Jason Rojas, who has given the affectionate nickname to to Mazzy as Old Man Mazzy. Now I think it's making the rounds, and this seminal pickup from the New York record show excursion jason what are you showing for those at home this is some guy named phil collins some guy named phil collins is he a new artist is he elliot cruz is a big into new artists is it a new artist no i'm pretty sure he's been in the vc too long (laughs) wasn't that cover orange that's the album cover jason is showing you the 12 inch all right wow Happy Halloween. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's 
<laughs> if yeah, he were to be Phil Collins for Halloween, what would that costume look like? Would it come with like the over-the-ear earplugs because you know he's losing his hearing? Would it come with drumsticks and would it come with a permanent scowl? What am I missing? What are you uh, missing with this? Wow. From the Phil Collins costume, what would that? I don't want. Do? I don't want to be bad. Come on, he's got. He's got a lot of health problems. He's on a wheelchair right now. So Oh, now you just ruined it. We were having a good time until you, you hit us with the true stick, Arnaldo. Oh, I didn't know he was in a wheelchair. Not, uh, that that yeah. could be hard to come by for the costume. Yeah. That's going to make it harder. <laughs> and then our chief impressionist, impersonator, and all-around comedian, inspired by the late, great Rodney Dangerfield, who... The, the paternity test come back, Jose. We're still trying to see if there's a parentage uh, in the line there. Jose Moreno, Ron. Jose, thanks for joining us. Hey, I, I was actually cloned by <laughs> by a guy outside of uh, New York, and uh, you know, back 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 in the '80s, they froze it, and then uh, you know, that's why I'm here. Rodney used to have that that uh, that comedy club uh, in, at, in. I want to say, yeah. isn't it called? Was Rodney's? it called Dangerfield? Yeah, Dangerfield. Yeah. I got scammed. I got scammed like twice because they sell those. When you go to Times Square, they sell you those tickets like crazy. There's always like a guy coming in. Hey, you want some tickets for the show tonight? And then I bought some. I told my cousins upstate, hey, let's go to the city. Went to the city, got a suit. Uh, we were ready. I got I got a wad of like $20 bills. And I was just like, hey, I'm going to go. And when they we got there, they said, these tickets are fake as fuck. And what was the wad of $20 bills for? Did you think you were going to a strip club? <laughs> no, it was just for like... He was, bu- he was buying inner sleeves. He was just like the little... sleeves. No comedy show I was ever on was I being tipped $20. Except for if I took my clothes off. Yeah, maybe, maybe that was part of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he got scammed, and then the the guy was just like, "Well, you know, if you want to come inside, that's okay. It's it's not even that full." And they they just let us in for free, but we had like drinks or whatever. So the yeah. wad of cash actually did uh, help. I think like we that. call that greasing the wheel. I think is the, the, the layman's term for that. But yes. but boys, let's get started. You know, we we do have a little bit of a format. As Arnaldo said, we had a format at the last show, and we just threw it out the window so let's let's try to stick the process let's go around uh first topic discogs if you collect vinyl records you probably have heard of discogs if you collect vinyl records like we do you definitely have heard of the discogs and discogs in a lot of ways is the only game in town we'll get into that but uh discogs recently took actually kept the site up but then they left it up while they're doing an improvement to fix quote unquote your want list but yet when they fixed it, they still brought it back and, and still the same shenanigans of scammers, jammers, and, and nonsense is on there. So, Jose, I'm going to kick it off with you. It, it, can Discogs be saved or is it just always going to be a perpetual dumpster fire? Well, I think that the problem sometimes with Discogs is that you have inexperienced, inexperienced uh sellers sometimes they're just collectors or something or people that just stumble upon records and they just want to sell them because somebody tells them that that's the spot to sell them so i've had i would say like 60 percent of the things that i've bought from discogs have been um have never been conservatively graded so they tell me vg plus and i know for a fact that record scratched uh, so and if they say 
mint, it's impossible. It's like, it's never. So well, this, hang on. Can, uh, I'm going to cut you off, Jose. Can we just, on the show right now, get rid of the mint grade? Like, there, it is It is the most. Well, that's. It is the it is the wrongest of the wrong. Even it's if it's brand sketchy. new and sealed, you still don't know if it, there's it's not warped inside. Like, let's do it now, guys. Let's hand stack like a superhero team and get rid of the mint grade. It's foolish. May May I interject on that topic? Arnaldo, please, please save us. I w- I just made a purchase through Discogs on a record that I thought was out of print. It was uh, the RSD of the War's uh, Greatest Hits, and it was listed by Plaid Room Records as near mint. I just got it yesterday. It is sealed. It is perfect. Like no corner bump, no crease, nothing. It's absolutely perfect. In that case, they conservatively graded because if it's sealed and there is no issue whatsoever with the outer cover, I would rate it, grade it as mint. But they were very good in grading it as near mint, even though they said in the listing, new and sealed sure. they listed both as near mint so that was you know a plus for them yeah but I think I mean, to that I think point though i think it's always a good thing to undergrade so i would yeah right. that, that is one case if it's sealed and it's perfect i'm okay but that's a store to list you know, something as mint yeah that's anything people. else that's been opened i i would say would have to be called already near mint brandon right? what do you think about this I think it's a lot of new people on it. There's also this weird thing happening. I wish I could find the comment, but some of the discussion, some of the comments and reviews and stuff have it's devolved into like a social media platform, like Facebook, like just people <laughs> arguing about stuff. It's so weird. Yes. Like there was a guy on there. Like I know people get mad when some people say vinyls, whatever. I don't care. Not to be controversial, <laughs> but here somebody said it was some '90s album that had never been pressed to vinyl, and somebody commented. Boy, I'd love to see this on wax someday. And then I saw this other guy comment just page after page about what wax is and how you can't call it wax. And it's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> just hang on, Art, hold on. I'm going to make you big. What, what, what are you showing? Is that a carrot? Is it a, what would you call no, it? It's a wax candle. candle. A wax oh, candle. Ear wax. Like. <laughs> it's a wax candle. Let me show you. Since we are going to talk later about Halloween, see? Oh, oh my yeah. props! Wow, look at this! Oh, it's the it's the Halloween menorah. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> Jose. It doesn't it require like eight to be yes. a menorah. There's only yes. three. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just so, budget cuts. Budget cuts. Yes, this is wax and it melts. I would hope that our records are not made of wax. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> otherwise, forget about warped records. But I know that, like, as collectors, a lot of us are obsessed with minutia uh within records but there are some people that are just unhinged on that site just completely bonkers. which site is this the hoffman forums so a good example is if you look up the doors erc like if you look at the comments on that one that thing is that's that's a piece of work that's art right there it's people know? i just want them to fix their wantless notifications i just want them to fix that just make it useful I hate with all my life having want lists on Discogs because sometimes it's just like a normal title that you just want and you want to keep reminding of. But every single day you get emails about the same record and you're like, I don't want to keep seeing it. I just take it off or something. So 
I, they don't I, show I, me when the one thing comes in stock that yes. I really, really want that I'm looking for that I really need next. Like yes, well, the other day, the other day I saw uh, something that I really been looking for for a lot of time, and I and I saw that it was sold like a month ago. And you know how much I don't know how much stuff you get notified now for you guys, but I get a hundred or more per day when I get like. Uh, titles that I want on to have my want list that have been, you know, because once you put like one or two uh, uh, record store day titles, every single day you get like 12 notifications of somebody selling it. And it might be just the same guy because the way uh, Discogs works, like if somebody changes from $50 to $49, you still get a notification. You still get the push. It's, some, it's like a, it's a new something. So mm-hmm. it's just, just weird. And I, and, and I really don't understand why that happens but i'll tell you this uh, at least for me here in latin america when i want like psych music or prog music or whatever from here latin america if it if it says anything but near mint i wouldn't buy it because people just straight up lie i've never known any other uh continent basically just it's just central south america it's just hell if you want to buy records sometimes you have to go through the depths of hell to find a record in, in good condition jose are where are you finding these things i've never had to go through the bowel the bowels of hell look I'll I'll, I'll 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 show an example so i got this and the guy said it was um it was nerman and this is a record by caetano veloso the brazilian um singer uh, sister, his name Maria Betania, and I bought it because uh, it has good songs on it. But first of all, the record actually came out already with like a uh, outer thing. Uh, so this is the record, but okay. the record itself—that's the cover. Wow, right? it's it's, it's, like, it's um, flapping back and forth for the visually. Like, it already comes like uh, like a book. Like that's how they originally came with this thing covering it which is bizarre and then he came with like a a very fake uh odeon because this is uh, this is portuguese this is from brazil so this is in portuguese but this is in spanish so it's right <laughs> and then you get to the record and it comes in the shittiest uh white paper sleeve you've ever seen and the record itself, it's very scratched. Uh, you won't be able—I don't think you're going to be able to see it. But anything here, but uh, it's it's scratched. And uh, I was just like, "What's going on with this?" And I sent a message to the person, and he said that this record had been listed on Discogs for more than ten years, and no one had. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when Jose he bought that, this guy jumped up from his seat wherever he was sitting and yes. couldn't believe his great fortune that he finally found yes. a sucker. Is that <laughs> yes? And the guy was just like, "Well, uh, I don't want to tell you." And I was like, "I want to, I want a refund." And then everything on his site was just so bizarre. I didn't want it, and I haven't uh, sent it back. Uh, but I have to th- this week. I've been very busy, but I was just amazed at how sometimes getting this sort of stuff on Discogs, it's just very, it's a little boring because you can't see. I wish that when you go to see a certain seller's website, there was 
of weight of seeing actual photos of the record. It doesn't that's, have that's to a good be, point. Actual photos, kind of like eBay. It that, doesn't that, have that, to be like. It doesn't have to be like uh, something you have to do. But if it's, it was optional and people would do it, I would assume yeah. that people with the photos would buy, would sell twice as much as people that didn't. Well, Not Cesar, Cesar agrees with you, Jose. He says, I got to agree with that, Jose. Anything near mint is VG plus unless you're lucky and it's truly near mint. I've been lucky yeah. to find some good dealers from Argentina that then they'd send me videos through the WhatsApp before. Okay. Yeah, what I was going to say, I just had a seller. I was spinning some coin on a record and uh, I had the seller send me videos of the record playing. Show me the whole thing. So but when you do that, Brandon, do you fear that like waiting for that exchange that you may lose it? Meaning yeah. someone that just, somebody just might not even care and bite out from under you. Are you willing to take that gamble? Well, this person was serious, like a serious seller. So I think that I don't think that would have been an issue. Okay. No, for me, this happened after I sent payment because. Oh, so you had the transaction yeah. was already. Yeah, the transaction was already done, so I have it. But the the ratings and stuff were already good enough to where I was like, okay, I trust this person, and I don't think that they're bullshitting me. But before before we, we <laughs> before we started uh, today's uh, show, uh, we discussed a little bit, but uh, in the same terms that Arnaldo um, bought a record. There's this uh, supposedly retail that's closing, and they had a lot of record store day stock, like uh, just sitting there. And uh, some, uh, you know, brick and mortars bought them, and they're selling them now. But that's why I just bought one of those, and I even sent it uh, to Jason, and he got a copy as well. Uh, I won't say what it is right now because I, I wanna. I, I don't want uh, people. I'm watching. confused. Oh, I thought we had Jose Moreno, Ron, not Stunty, on this. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. But uh, but uh, what I will say is that uh, the record it said it was mint, and the cheapest one like a month before was like almost a hundred, and it said mint. So that's why, and the seller had more than fifteen thousand reviewers, reviews. So it's not like I should have doubted it but it just seems weird to get uh mint condition records not even like uh, when i sell like stuff for my label i put mint on discogs because imagine if it arrives with like little bump corner or sim split or anything i can't prove that it wasn't like that when i sent it unless i took like all these photos and videos that i want to I don't want to keep. So well, Mazzy earlier raised a good point. I want to get your guys' take on this because outside of some of these spammers, which we can hit on here in a little bit, the site, I think, still functions. I mean, for what it is, is, hey, I've got record to sell. Hey, I'm interested in buying record. Let's meet, right? But the user experience, not good. And it, it hasn't even changed. I would has, has the site changed in 10 years? I would say no. Not I mean, really. confused. Are you talking about Discogs or are you talking about the Acoustic Productions website? <laughs> Let's back up here. Uh, well, well, for Discogs for now, but in a lot of cases, we could also – I don't think uh, the Analog Production site has been updated uh, since the Reagan administration. Actually, it's Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> so why are still doing the update? They, they are. They are says loading, and it has a percent bar if, if you look at it. <laughs> uh, I noticed yeah, – I'm coming soon. Like. <laughs> I noticed last week on Discogs in the UI, some things were like highlighted buttons now. Like the, oh, 
it just looked a beta, like hovered over thing. There's a beta version now. It's oh, a, are they ro- yeah. they're rolling out changes? Breaking news. Is this happening? Is that what's going on? Yeah, but it's really just it's just stylistic. It's the UI is pretty much the same. It just looks it would look fancier. Well, uh, yeah, the, the it's just, I can't the, describe it enough. But 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 Brandon, they took up their fees to sellers. Yeah. Well, so, to pay so for you these buttons. Think, yeah, yeah. And that's it. surprise. Up. Surprise. That's the thing. I work in I so I work in web development currently and like I, I don't know what kind of staff they have at Discogs for that. I know they post one ad sometimes. One guy or one. It yeah, could be like, one. I mean, if they told me they had one developer, I would believe them. I would totally believe them. Um, we got, hang on. We got a hot take, hot take coming in. This, this one's, this is about medium grade hot. Uh, Norman Maslov is saying Chad's site is fucked yeah, up, dude. So new t-shirt idea potentially coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> I've used uh, Discog since, I don't know, 2005. Because I used to like put my CDs, like we're all Yankovic CDs when I was like younger. Yeah. On Discogs. And go. I actually love that you can see like the photos of the CDs and everything. It was pretty fun. Did, but, did uh, anyone use stuff before Discogs? Because there was a site that I used before Discogs. No, I, I'm I'm 28. When I was when I started on Discogs. Oh, yeah, I'm old. Yeah, I'm old. Sorry. You guys remember half.com? <laughs> what was it called? Half.com. Half.com. So there was half.com, but I was on Jim, the global electronic music marketplace, G-E-M-M. Well, Discogs, for a brief second, had book cogs or whatever the name was. Poster ogs. Poster ogs. uh, Posters. Movies. uh, (laughs) Books. Yes, I think so it was, it was only a digital flea market. Here. Is what it, the original concept was? Digital flea market. They yeah, had but I everything actually, with an OGS afternoon. Yes, the book one I actually used. A I lot liked the poster book. one. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not only a member. I'm the president. <laughs> I, I know there's a, an app that works exactly like Discord, but for video games, and but you pay. Like a uh, year, oh, like membership fee, subscription fee, something like that. Yeah, I don't remember the name, but uh, it, it, it literally the same. You scan the barcode, you put like the variations you have of the game, and blah blah blah. But I think it's a very neat thing. My problem with it is just first of all, all these uh, box sets that are worth like four hundred dollars, and then you always see like new seller. $25. Well, that's a big problem. And, and you were talking about Record Store Day earlier when when uh, when stores will go on there to sell some of their overstock or leftover. Unless you guys feel differently, I feel like it's only been the last year and a half that we've seen this is where the scammers have really just – that's where they, they, they do a lot of their work because they'll take these coveted RSD titles, pretend they have them. Then you've got – for and I'm using air quotes here, folks – the Taylor Swift folks – who will go online looking for the Taylor Swift release that's sold out of their store, and it, it's it's right for the picking. Here's somebody who's scamming them, scamming and spamming. And honestly, yeah. this is arguably this is hot take. I'm almost on a hot take level here, guys. This is the one that they need to What's take care mitt? of the most. What's your mitt? It's not mitt worthy yet, but we're getting there. We're warming <laughs> up. It's like a video game. We're not it once I have a tunnel boss, then my head will t- like turn into a big flame ball. It's great, but uh. But no, it's 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 the scamming, and, and they've done absolutely nothing about it. Absolutely. Well, nothing. I, I have to it's say one thing. Democracy. I did notice, and I want, and I, I get like you guys do all of the notifications of your want list. <laughs> uh, I have noticed that those high-priced records that were the um, 
target of the scammers are no longer appearing in the want list. And I don't know if it's because of how they generate the want list sure. on that email, right? How they suggest all these titles. But I remember before I would see like, I don't know, just quoting something. Oh, a, a Led Zeppelin RL that, for example, was in my want list, $50 or $100. That was clearly someone who was fraudulent. I, right, fraudulent. I don't see those anymore. Maybe they have improved. <clears throat> I did. I did saw on uh, Austin Record Fair a RL for fifty dollars that I went to get Patrick to get take a look at it, and he saw it, and he was like, "This has been flattened," and he told me not to buy it or oh, it. oh. yeah, that was pretty cool. But uh, I was not gonna buy it because I wouldn't dare to pay fifty dollars for any Led Zeppelin records because I'm not a huge fan. Sure, but uh, it was there, and it was. That was one of the weirdest things for me at the show was like, you know, it was between $500 and $50 that I found that record in that show. And Michael, no one Michael was raises, I'm sorry, Michael Tedder raises a good point. He said, I just don't understand. Discogs doesn't have a report a seller button like every other auction site. No, doesn't it have? It, they course. have something about reporting a listing, but but no. nothing ever comes of it. I've done it several times. Nothing comes of it. Well, they, they do have seller. They have. Yeah. A, but I think I, only if you've had a transaction with them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you can so, you can make the, the purchase bef and go <laughs> to your inbox before paying, you know? So it, I don't think... Uh, it's a big deal. You can just put purchase and go exit the checkout window, go to your inbox and click on the thing. And it, you don't have to pay for it if you don't want to immediately. Well, segue to similar to topic it. about Discogs. Discogs has been around a long time. Why isn't, hasn't somebody, because competition is, I mean, imitation and competition run hand in hand. Why uh, isn't there a solid competitor to Discogs? I mean, there's eBay, there's uh, whatnot. There's different selling avenues, but like I know Nasdisc is trying, but it, it you want to talk about bad UI? Nasdisc is the champion, the undisputed heavyweight champion of bad UI. You, it, it, it's next to impossible to easily find anything there. Um, in the EU, you can look at CD and LP.com. That's where I go for if I'm looking for import stuff. Usually, I buy bootlegs off there. Full disclosure. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I go for my live recordings and demos for the bands I like. But um, honestly, I, I mean, I don't want to... I I feel like Discogs has hooks in you. We've logged our collections yes. into it, right? We've got it there. I mean, you can export to Excel. So another website would need to have something where you could upload your discography right that would be something sure that would be one no one wants to do the yeah nobody wants to do that it's um, a lot of database it, it's yeah it would it would take everybody to contribute that's the thing with this yeah. it's like uber uber doesn't own any cars they just have the app and people use it you know and this doesn't have a store <laughs> everybody just sells and has the database that people add for example, mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I always uh, every I've had a lot of talks with like Stunty and and I told him, hey, have you ever heard of this record? And he just says, oh yes, I put it up on Discogs like ten years ago, and I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. 
And I, he actually likes putting stuff up on Discogs. I hate that. I have so many records here that doesn't exist on Discogs, and I have no intention of putting. I, I just, I, I have no, I, I don't feel any reward wh- whatsoever by putting it. I don't have to have one, but I don't, I don't feel anything. <laughs> well, Jason, you've been collecting records a long time. Why, why, do, why do you think there's not a like a bona fide competitor or, or hell a number two to Discogs in terms of a good, reliable way to find used records or even new records? Let me ask you a question. What do you want from Discogs? Okay, what are you trying to get from Discogs? What are you trying to get from Discogs? <laughs> what are you trying to... If you're looking for source data, right, like depressing, you know, it's a great source. I mean, Jose doesn't want to add things because he's lazy, you know. I do add my my stuff because you know. Thank you, Jose. But, it's uh, true. When I get a new record and it's not there, I just wait for someone else to add it. Exactly. It's like catalog for a while. Usually, <laughs> like when somebody adds something, I'll add the pictures. Like if it's new, like I'll I'll take the time to contribute. But again, like if you're looking for data like that's a great resource now if you're going to explore this whole you know buying and selling from it right now that's a whole different thing of as we all know now i i think that the last one that i put up was the black sabbath volume four box set that came out i put it up that's the last thing i ever put out and uh, somebody took a lot of content to write what that's a lot of content to write Yes, yeah. and I was like, I don't feel even the photos. Yes, and then like a day afterwards, somebody said, "Fuck these horrible photos." Somebody in third world country uploaded. I'm gonna put mine, and they just put like theirs. Now Look, I don't want to derail this, but I was I was chatting with Chance about this uh, the last day or two. There's a a 57 LP box set coming out. Yes, Mars Volta, Mar Rodriguez Lopez. Yeah, Omar Rodriguez Lopez, and um, it's 57 LP. I cannot wait for someone to get that and try to catalog that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like 30, if I'm not mistaken, 36 of those records have already made it on vinyl. And how it's it's working is that, uh, wait, how it's working is that uh, I think they won't have any covers. It's just going to be the vinyl. It's going to be like white sleeves. So it's a big up. box with just yes. sleeved like, okay. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I um, I would 100% buy it. Uh, but if it's going to be like uh, $300, I wouldn't even consider it. It's, I don't it's, think it's worth it. There's one EP that I would absolutely <laughs> love to buy from him. He used to have a, a girlfriend named uh, Jimena Sariñana. Uh, and uh, they have a great EP together. But uh, I wouldn't even dare. Yeah. Well, this is $1,600. So. I did I did buy the <laughs> Mars Volta box. Chump change, chump change. What? I mean, is the price out already? Really? Yeah, it's $1,600. <laughs> I, I got that Mars Volta box set too, and then I realized I don't like them very much. I immediately flipped it. <laughs> okay. so no, I, I, 57 you said 57 yeah 57 i sold it to a friend here he told me hey i'll give you 300 more over the price 
And I was like, I don't know. Like, let me have, like, the, the box it hasn't arrived. And he was like, I'll give you 500. I was like, all right. I didn't even flinch once. I was like, all right. But, so uh, 1500 divided by 57, that's $28 per LP. Okay. So it's still, like, relatively market. You said you get a box and all the LPs are what? In a plain white sleeve? Yeah, sort of, like, uh, sort of like the box that you have of uh, the Beatles MoFi. Like, it's just like the white thing. Well, here, I, here's the description. I found it. It says, a four-piece box set split into four high-quality boxes with colorfully designed banderoles. 57 albums pressed on recycled. Oh, gosh. You need to look oh, at the picture. You got to oh, look gosh. at the picture. Recycled, recycled black vinyl, including two previously unreleased records. 31 records released on vinyl for the first time. Recreated true to original, also with selected makeovers of cover artwork. Oh, it is like a cardboard thing. Set of nine art prints. Sleeve can be replaced with 2020s, the Clouds Hill tapes, parts one to three. Can you share our analyst? Can you share that? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me share. There's not a picture in in this side, but let me share it real quick. So, hang on. I forget about the little bit of a delay, so I post links in the chat, and it's about what we're talking about now. But then people yeah, are I, getting I that link, it. and they're like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> well, uh, uh, young Frusciante one, I, I think it's um, it's a good one. I did hear, heard most of like Corazones. I thought it was a good one when he released like all those records, like in a year or whatever, in a month. It wasn't this in a month. Is like competing with King month, Gizzard. Too. Visitors looking at this, and they're like, "Oh, we got to do this." <laughs> right, you're going to do sixty it. albums, right? Sixty, right? Just yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, the, and the fucking EP that I want is not there, so you know, it's so incomplete. <laughs> yeah, because the EP is not there. The, the Jimena Serignana one is not there, and that, and I truly believe that's probably, um, if not the um, best thing he he's ever done after Mars Volta, the second thing he's ever done. Unbelievable. That's well, crazy. well, I guess that's a bigger question. Jose, are you buying this? <laughs> um, I no for that pricing, no, and missing the one that I actually do like a lot. No, if it was like three hundred dollars, I would I would think about it maybe and 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 not get it. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but I don't know, man. It's like I think that if you do like Bob Mold, I don't know if you know those boxes. Uh, Husker Du? No, no one yeah. uses Husker Du? No, yeah, yeah, Husker Du, sure. All right. But uh, he released, like, a bunch of box sets every year or whatever it was of all the stuff he's made. Or even David Bowie, I know he did that. Uh, Neil Young is doing that. So I think that's cool when they do it, but just 56 <coughs> LPs, that's a bunch of crap. That's crazy. So back to the topic at hand. So Mario Stark raises a good point. He says, yeah, but sellers have to be held accountable for their fuck-ups. And I don't see it on Discogs. Plus, sellers with perfect records need to be promoted well, and rewarded in some way. I think that's a fair point because there are some really good sellers on there. It's not it's not a complete dumpster fire, but you, it's hard to find them. And, and sometimes, the, as as we saw in the last two years, some people whose accounts had been dormant were, were hacked. And that's where a lot of the scamming came in as dormant profiles were being paraded. And you were seeing like really red hot releases that you'd never see anywhere else yeah. from sellers with over 100, 200, sometimes 500 feedback. The counts have been dormant. If you, you had to go back and you had to peel the onions, the layers of the onion back, and you could see that 
no activity in like six years. But anyway, that's that's another piece. I, I will say that, for example, the other day I sold a record on Discogs. And uh, first of all, uh, I hate shipping to Canada. I just hate recent, recently shipping to Canada. It's horrible because at least for me, I don't know how it's with USPS, but for me, when I send something uh, and it reaches Canada, it never arrives with the same uh, tracking number. Internally, oh, because there's a, there's a handoff to the local. Right? Yes. So like DHL or FedEx, the other day was DHL. But it was it's not the same number, and so you can't even trace it. So the other day, I, I uh, it, ha it happened twice, and in my business, it has happened like at least five times where people have claimed they haven't received the record, and I have no way of actually uh attesting that the record actually arrived. So what I had to go through was that once they these sellers try to get the money from uh, PayPal, they, they, they block out my funds and everything, and the dispute is on. PayPal can actually help you trace who was the handler that took the record. Sure. So anybody here is have one of these issues you can contact people with that but it's not a given like i had to ask and the guy was like nice enough to help me with that and he helped me with like that time he helped me like with three on the same call because it was just people in canada just like you know trying to get the thing and the other day one guy was like hey your record has not arrived i'm gonna do a paypal thing if it doesn't arrive in the, in in at the end of the week And I was like, it's an international shipping. Gonna just take wait, a minute. Yeah. Just wait a little while. And the and the record arrived. And the guy was like, hey, so the record itself, I don't think it's VG plus. I would well, call I it I would call it G plus. Uh-uh. And I would oh, no. why would it be G plus? And the guy was like, Well, it has a ding corner. And uh, the record. And then itself, said you were like, "Do you know who Bobby Gas is? He's coming to get like, the scooter. Yeah, yeah, he's going to beat you. But so, and I was like, "No, that's not true." And I send the photos that I took from the record before I shipped it. And I was like, "How is this VG Plus?" I tested the record. I had sent photos to the seller and everything, and he was just scamming me. He was like, "I'll, I'll, I'll make this a living hell. I'll make the dispute." And you know how much money he wanted to oh, give Oh, this is extortion. We've yes. got an international extortion yes. ring. I love it. Jose, how he much money me, did he want? He told me, if you don't give back to me at least $10, I'll open the dispute on PayPal. Whoa, and you didn't report them? <laughs> well, the, I mean, I just thought it was – I just wanted it done, man. I, I don't even know if it's worth – And he, he put a neutral. That's the only neutral. I have a five-star for seller. Man. I have a five-star thing on my Discogs. And the guy had the balls to put a neutral one. It doesn't make – it's not a bad one. It, it doesn't right. give you a positive, right? But he gave me a neutral one for no particular reason rather than just trying to extort me $10. And I think so, – Jose, Jose, what desert did you and your posse bury this guy in? <laughs> uh, the can Canadian border, I guess. No, but it was just it was just weird. Uh, and the guy had three purchases on Discogs. Yeah, so far. 
and it was weird. It, it, the name that he gave me for shipping didn't match the name on PayPal. Yeah, that's that's sometimes that's a flag for sure. Yeah, so I, I mean, it's not. I don't have anything against uh, shipping to Canada, but now I, I tell the the buyer, just beware. This is gonna right. happen. This is gonna happen. And if whatever reason, maybe Discogs can help you like check out. And normally it's EHL, so you can call them and see if they got the package and they change the tracking number. But it's just it's just hell, man. Sometimes Discogs and the fees they're taking sometimes. Brutal. Just, yeah. Uh, for because for me at least, because I have a, my PayPal account is in pesos, so when I send out dollars. That's fine, but when I receive money, it's they take out. There's no friends and family in in Mexico or in Latin America, so not only does it takes out a percentage of the the sell, but also uh, a conversion rate, you know. Right. But uh, and that's horrible because, for example, for a a, a record that I sold for a hundred dollars, according to Google, I got. Fifty-five dollars out of it. Well, well, Bibop yeah, Boom, John. I'm, I'm happy to see John Bibop Boom, one of my favorite channels. Not hyperbole. I'm glad he's here. He's got a question for Jason. You've been around a while. Overall, Jason, have you had many problems with discogs? Yeah, just a few. I mean, it's not like a lot. Like uh, sometimes the record doesn't come in the condition I, you know, that was listed. You know, and uh, I just basically sent him a picture back. Or, you know, even a video of like me playing the record and then the uh, uh, the issue, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like very minority. I mean, I think things have changed. Like I agree with Brandon. A lot of newcomers have come on to Discogs and they don't know how to grade and or it's, you know, miss uh, what do you call it? Like put on there, but it's not correct. You know, it's the wrong listing, you know, but it's few and far between, you know. Now, now Mazzy says, geez, you people have so much drums with buying records, WTF. Oh, yeah. it's our fault. It is our fault. It's the it's user's fault. fault. It's all our fault. <laughs> <laughs> we did it to ourselves. Yeah. You know, Mazzy, oh. I hope that now and then 45 comes warped to you. you know? Well, I, 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 will say, I will say that I've had mostly positive experiences, but the bad ones – really affect me because it's like every time i want to buy a record it's this whole thing. <laughs> and then it's like oh drums and, and i have to like research and and like if the reseller has more records to buy and then it becomes oh, i have to buy three records off of this guy or two records or just the one and i hate it and the it, it's just such a weird th thing sometimes mostly it's just you pay a record the in one or two days uh it ships and he arrives to your house and you're done but sometimes i just hate him and it's, well it's, let, let, listen we've beat up on discogs enough I'm, I'm not saying i'm getting off the platform i haven't bought from him in a while but joe marino this is a great transition point joe has got great advice he says that's why you should buy that's why you should just buy from Collectco. i mean accurate question mark i don't know all right let's let's move to the next topic we beat up on Discogs enough. It is the holiday season. To some, it's going to be the holiday season to most coming up. But we've got it. We got a banner for this. Halloween vinyl. Is Halloween vinyl and Halloween? Is this the forgotten 
holiday. And I don't, I don't know if you guys have Halloween records in the show because I, I kind of thought Jose brought this up in our pre-work. We have a lot of Halloween. Well, hang on. Brand, Brandon's got show and tell. Let's go, Brandon. Well, well I was going to say, I mean, a punk rock show off. I got a Misfits tattoo. I've got stacks and stacks of Misfits records. Okay, I mean, okay. They have Halloween essence of them. They're quite yeah, Halloween essence. That's a good way to put it. But in terms of, you know, there's Christmas albums, right? There's there's dedicated Dolly Parton. Every 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 Christmas, rain. You know, there's there's artists will do the, the hits, right? There's nothing like mm-hmm. that really for Halloween. But to your point, Brand, there's there's very Halloween essence. Now, Jose, you're the one. Who nothing came up like with- that for Halloween. Chance, have you not heard? The Monster Mash? Are you crazy? Of course, there's music for Halloween. What is this? Of course, there. <laughs> well, listen, Jose. You're obviously none of you. None of you are up to date with my channel. This is a Halloween record. Oh my God, oh, Arnaldo! That, that's that, that is a dominant flex. I One of the fastest rising channels who's put out content. I think three days this week. Let's be honest, Arnaldo. <laughs> I do watch. I haven't watched this one because I'm I've been overwhelmed with so much content this week on your channel. But you've got what do you? Is this the new Duran Duran? This is a Halloween record. Yep, it's out tomorrow. They're calling it a Halloween record. It was well, um, made with the intention because it originated from the show they did last year at Halloween, where they basically had a different set list, uh, mostly some reworkings of a few of their songs, but mostly covers. Uh, so this is kind of a mix of three new songs. Uh, a lot of covers and reworkings of three um, of their older songs. And it has this kind of, I don't want to say spooky, but their intention was to make a soundtrack for, you know, Halloween. Love it. Love it. I mean, I, I, I think that uh, Halloween has some great um, um, music that you can listen to mostly because there's a lot. And when I mean a lot, there's a lot of uh, companies right now, like Mondo or Waxwork, doing a lot of uh, soundtrack reissues uh, of uh, you know, and I, that's something that I I used to collect more. Uh, oh, Ooh, nice! Yeah, and uh, and now I collect a little <laughs> less because I've gotten to. But for example, I'll give you something. Nathaniel Mars just arrived, and when we were at the Austin show. There was a seller that had a record. Jason knows the story already. But well, hang on, Jose, not to cut you off, but since you announced it, I do want to give him this plug. Nathaniel Morris says, I will be spending two hours of Halloween jams Monday night. No thriller, no monster mash. So just letting you know, if, you, if you're familiar with his channel, check it out. Jose, you got, you got a lot of 45s, uh, seven inches uh, uh, for Halloween and some mummies, if I don't uh, forget. Uh, but you're but saying yes, in Austin. Awesome. Yes, we saw in Austin there was a, a compilation called uh, "Sounds to Make Your Neighbor, Neighbor Scare" or something like along those lines, and the first track on that record was Adolf Hitler, literally a by <laughs> Adolf Hitler, Come just on. like like and there was like haunted mansion noises and stuff like that. That was bizarre as all hell. But there are a lot of compilations out there for like. Uh, haunted houses. It's just like creepy, like noises, like uh, doors and effects, all that. Yeah, I've got sound effects records. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's uh, and this is uh, something that I collect a lot. This is a uh, waxwork records. So, what is the album, Jose? This is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two with a beautiful cover, right? And uh, <laughs> and I just like their editions. All of them are um, what do you call it? Um, 
reissues? No, no, yes, but the covers itself are uh, stout jackets. So Uh, the records themselves are, and if you buy from them from their website, they always include, if the record is two LPs, they'll include two. If there's one, they'll go one MoFi inner sleeve for you to exchange them because they do come in paper sleeve eight out of ten times nice brandon so, you're showing what record do you have up brandon i saw, I saw one before i want to give you this is uh rev carl and chat mentioned this one screaming lord such oh that's nice okay sort of the british bobby pickett so like bobby pickett had um monster mash and then he kept trying to recreate the monster mash <laughs> this is screaming lord such. <laughs> he had jack the ripper and then all the songs and can you guess what his signature is Oh, please. It's screaming. <laughs> so I do like recommend this one. This is a lot of fun. Okay. Um, well, I have Evil Dead here. That's pretty nice. Uh, they all, they mostly just do horror movies, but they sometimes do like action ones. Mm-hmm. So Evil Dead's pretty pretty cool. I won't get everything here, but uh, Friday at 13, they're up to date till I think number 8. 8, yeah. Um, yeah. Freddy versus Jason, it's on Mondo. So oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know they were doing that one. Well, they already did it, sold out. So oh. don't don't mind it. If but but, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna again I'm scaling the hot take mountain here. Waxwork I mean they keep pressing those Friday the thirteenth albums and yeah. for the movies on different color talk about the color variance craze. They I mean there must be at least out. seven different colors of each of the movies. I mean, how many times do you need to hear the main theme? Like one, one record will get you there. One record, I think. No, they are pretty different. Uh, well, the third, the, the third movie, I think it is where they have the, the 3d glasses. There was kind of in that movie, there was a lot of synth. There was a lot of different kind of um, music like choices. Well, well, for this one, this is the sixth one. And the fourth one, I would say that it's pretty cool. The seventh one, which is not everybody's favorite, but the movie itself, it's a little bit uh, different. But, yeah, the music itself, it's pretty cool. It's like Halloween 3. I don't know if anybody's seen Halloween 3. That's that's my favorite Halloween. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, like the soundtrack, is also a classic for Halloween. That's true. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, that's fair. I have have, uh, Last House on the Left, the original version. That's a folk album. And it's such a bizarre record because it's like during the you know the hard scene that comes in the movie. If you've seen that, no spoilers, no spoilers. No, no, I'm not saying a word. That's why I know YouTube friendly here. All right, but, uh, but uh, it comes with like the weirdest folk song, like Happy. And it's this, all these horrible violence happening at the same time. This is a pretty good soundtrack, and it's pretty good music. Uh, Rocky Horror. There you go, Arnaldo. Yeah. yeah. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why. What's the difference between those two, Jose? Uh, so this one, it's like selected songs, but this is the original, what the originally came. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yes. And this one is a double LP and he has every single song from the movie. Got it. Thank you. So for any reason whatsoever, the other one doesn't have all of them. And I was like, why doesn't it? It doesn't have superheroes, which the the one there, like, before the last song, which is pretty cool. Oh, would you, uh, here's, uh, a, here's an honest question. I'm not trying to, to cause drama or controversy. Is Rocky Horror Picture, is it considered a Halloween movie? I can see the, 
the essence and and, and yeah, I think so. Tropes, of, course but... well, of course it is. Jose, okay. do you have the uh, the soundtrack to the sequel? Do you have Shock Treatment? No, I don't have that no. one. And, okay. and in fact, I'll give you something that it's even rarer. It's the there was a Mexican version of Rocky Horror Picture Show, fully recorded in Spanish. That it's the I think the cheapest wow. one. Yes, the cheapest one right now on Discogs. I think it's um like a hundred and fifty dollars and i've only seen it once or twice but it's really <laughs> good and if you're interested there are other versions i there's the broadway version right that's another thing that happened the the exists that i don't have but um i i think i think there's a lot of halloween music that it's worth it the witch it's pretty cool for a Halloween, even the lighthouse. I don't know if anybody saw the lighthouse here. I think uh, I did. Yeah. Jason, 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 you're being figuriously quiet on this one, Jason. Halloween vinyl, Halloween inspired or soundtracks. Where where do you land? Is is this is this a blind spot? Question mark in your collection? For me, probably. I mean, Jose's got so many records. Well, listen, listen, Jose. I, I, listen, I got to pass the mic. This is like this is like the Harlem Globetrotters. I got to pass the ball around, or Jose will show every single Halloween record, of which I'm sure there is a plenty. Muchos, muchos discos. <laughs> He's That's continuing. Like, we're talking, and he's continuing. I know he won't let it go. <laughs> Jason, Jason, hold up a scary record, like the one you held up before. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Show, show, that That's is the Halloween record. record. <laughs> this one? No. Yes. I'll, I'll get a better one. I'll get a better one. <laughs> oh. That's a horrible photo. I don't know who 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 selected that horrible photo for it. Well, Arnaldo, have you ever went in implicitly to a record store or online? to get a Halloween record per se, if maybe it's a soundtrack, maybe it was uh, something, maybe, maybe you're having a party and you wanted the spooky sounds. I don't know. Has that ever no, I come into your process? No? Nope. Now, Brandon, same question. I, I, I already probably know the answer based on what you've already shown, but do you like, cause, not to give it away, but if you go to punk rock show off uh, on Instagram, you'll see some photos, I believe of your domicile and your big, you enjoy the Halloween. I love Halloween. Uh, we've got two 12-foot skeletons outside. There are <laughs> nice. ghosts projected out of our garage from like a tomb. The windows are on fire. The house looks like it's on fire um, with some effects we built. Um, there's a sandworm in the yard from Beetlejuice. Um, look, we love it. Uh, you can go there. But every year, I like to play around with those ghost projections. And for one night, I just play Danzig videos. Oh, hang on. So there's sound too. So if people come by our house, they just hear Danzig and then they see these Danzig videos coming out of this portal. <laughs> hang on. Is it okay? Skeletons. <laughs> is, it, is it okay if I show this video, Brandon? I yeah, go for it. I'm so All proud right. of it. Well, it's actually improved a bit, I think. Right, I don't know which on. version I sent you. Go ahead. Well, this is, I don't know if I can pull Roll this the off. <laughs> hang on. We're going, we're, we're going to try to go live footage. Let me prep this up. I've done a terrible job of teasing it. One minute, 37 seconds later. Brandon, has anyone called the fire department on you? Not yet. <laughs> well, I'll tell, you a, I'll tell you a funny story. This was in the news a few weeks ago. Well, I've, I've heard about it. So, oh, you heard about the girl with, uh, with the fireplace screensaver? Oh, so not that one. There, were, there was a couple. So that fire thing, apparently <clears throat> it either happens every year or people just pass the story down. There's a fire thing. But there was also like a week ago... Um, 
what often happens is people see Halloween decorations and then they report a dead body, right? But it's just decorations. This time, the reverse happened. People thought it was just Halloween decorations, but it was a dead body in the yard. No. Well, there was a house (laughs) in our neighborhood that used to have a dummy on their roof because they had like a, a sloped roof and they had a dummy there. And I guess they stopped uh, putting it up every Halloween because someone must have said something. But uh, the reason why I was asking you about the flames in your window is because it was, I think, maybe a month ago or three weeks ago. It was on the news in New York in Manhattan. Um, the fire department got called to go to a building because someone reported a fire, seeing a fire from across another building. And it ended up that it was a girl who was in her living room uh, and her flat screen. She had the screensaver as a fireplace. And the guy, and they showed the guy who across the street, Ooh. the peeping Tom, actually, who was <laughs> leering. And he's like, look, it looks like there's a fire in the window. So, yeah, that's why I was asking you if that was the case. Because yeah. it looks pretty real, If you, I mean, from Instagram. It looks that's why real. I haven't posted much to YouTube. I've been working on all this Halloween stuff for... <laughs> Take some time. I think this one is essential, and you can you can get without having actually the Exorcist and what and what, the Exorcist. Okay, that's tubular. That's tubular bells, right? Yes, tubular bells. Yes, and uh, Penderecki, right? The the Russian composer. Uh, and uh, I really love this soundtrack. It, the thing with uh, Waxwork is sometimes their records are a little bit noisy, but this one in particular is not. And if you're gonna buy just one Halloween record, I would recommend, not because of the movie, because I'm not a big fan of uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, but the soundtrack for Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. Or is yeah, that it's, it's pretty solid. I, it, it's, uh, let me let me read. It's um, Blue Oyster Cult, uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, of course, Love Hurts by Nazareth, God of Thunder by Kiss, 1969. It says Iggy Pop, but it's 100% just the Stooges. Alice Cooper, Only Women Bleed, Misfits, Halloween 2, uh, Tyler Bates made the, did the music. Even Baby I Love Your Way is here. Tom Sawyer by Rush by some extra reason. But uh, I would recommend it. It's a pretty good uh, listen for uh, Halloween, and uh, you don't have to do anything else. But, yes, that one and uh, Halloween 3 is probably my favorite uh, Halloween. Um, but I want to have it in my office. That's, That's why I don't have it here. That, why, why don't we why don't we put a pin in this piece of the presentation because you know I like to clip this off of the podcast. But of late, and maybe I'll take a survey because I have been throwing up the freestyle portion, just throwing yeah. it all out there. And I don't know how people like because I know some people have told me privately they enjoy the freestyle sometimes better than the you know kind of kind of structured piece. But we'll clip this off. Uh, we'll wrap up this portion of the program. Stick around. The freestyle is coming. But I do want to thank our guests. First of all, Jose Moreno Ron, who's got to be sweating from all the record showing, got to be, got to be. We're gonna need, we're gonna need you to towel off, big guy. We're gonna need you to just, yes. we're gonna cool down. So, Jose, thanks for joining us. Yes, thank, thank Ar- you, Arnaldo. Arnaldo, thank you for joining us for this spooky presentation. Thanks for having me, Jason Rojas, <coughs> Phil Collins, biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining Remember, us. Don't worry, worry, worry. That's spooky, you know. That, and that is spooky. And then Brandon, Punk Rock Show Off, first timer to the presentation. Thanks for joining us, sir. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. 
And that was another trip around the turntable. Thanks for listening to Vinyl Community Podcasts.